Welcome back to Beyond the Uniform. I'm Justin Asiri, and my goal is to help members of the military community thrive in their post-service career and life. Today is episode number 400. Can you believe that? 400. Uh, it is all about upping your influence with Josh Elledge. There are many ways that you can learn in life. Learning from people, like you had mentioned earlier, uh, Justin, about the number of mistakes I've made. I've made the mistakes so that you don't have to. You're welcome. (laughs) And so when I offer to give you further free resources, and I don't even need your email address in exchange, then go do that stuff. Someone, you know, keep subscribing to Justin, Justin, your podcast and learn from other successful business leaders. That absolutely, what you're doing is that, you know, kind of law of association, right? You are the combined average of people you hang around with most. So if you're listening to successful business leaders, guess what? It's just going to rub off on you. Well, I uh, think it's so amazing this conversation I had with Josh because a lot of it is about adding value and, and what he calls leveraging generosity for marketing and sales. And what's crazy for me is that the way that I met Josh a couple months ago was through a connection. I, I even forget how I met him, and we've just been having monthly coffee chats on Zoom for the last four or five months. And he, you know, on one conversation, he said, oh, you need to meet Josh. And I met Josh, and, you know, I run a company, Captivate.ai, that works all in marketing. And Josh is such an expert when it comes to sales systems and marketing. And so I think that there's you know, this is a little bit different of an episode than typical. We don't talk a lot about career transition, but we talk about getting attention. We talk about using marketing and sales in a way that's authentic and genuine and doesn't feel icky (laughs) is probably the best word I can use. And so I think that, you know, one thing you'll take away from this episode is just a lot of great ideas about an authentic way to get attention, to market, to do sales, to really get your message across, whether that's personal or professional. And then second of all, I think that Josh is just an incredible entrepreneur. I really admire, you know, I've been doing podcasting now for four years. I often feel like a an old hat at this. And Josh has been doing it for 14 years, a full decade longer than I have. And I think that his thoughts on entrepreneurship, on media, PR, all of these different things, there's just a gold mine here. As always at beyondtheuniform.org, you'll find show notes with links to everything we discuss. There's a lot of resources from this episode, so be sure to check them out, as well as our other 399 episodes, all for free at beyondtheuniform.org. So with that, let's dive in to my conversation with Josh. Joining me today in Orlando, Florida, my guest is Josh Elledge. Josh, welcome to Beyond the Uniform. Justin, thanks so much for having me. Actually, it was a mutual friend of ours who connected us. Uh, Josh and I have had the pleasure of chatting a couple times now. I was on his podcast. He's been a huge help for me with my company, Captivate, and just kind of learning uh, a lot about marketing from him. But let me give our listeners a quick background. Uh, Josh is the founder and CEO of Up My Influence, which provides step-by-step tools, coaching, and public relation hacks for entrepreneurs to dramatically increase their sales by a attracting their perfect audience, all at a fraction of the cost of traditional PR services. 
since serving in the Navy as a broadcast journalist, he has founded and led multiple companies, including Savings Angel and the Josh Elledge Consulting Company. He has been podcasting for, get this, 14 years. Most people don't even know that podcasting has been around for that long. And he has had over two thousand media appearances so um josh let me actually make space and just see if there's anything you'd like to add or amend to that bio yeah you know um i'd say our greatest work you know i'd say historically without my influence you know part and parcel to i'd say some opportunities that really have come across the past couple years i my bread and butter today it, it really is all about sales systems and leveraging generosity leveraging authority leveraging platform and really truly, you know, particularly from, you know, those that are listening to us that, that sell services, right? Or higher ticket type engagement. Listen, I'm so grateful that you're listening to this conversation because I'm going to share with you exactly what works today. That's 99% of what we do today is we help our high ticket clients um, fill their sales schedule. And again, leveraging some of the things you talked about, media, you know, authority, but again, mostly abundance, mostly generosity. And that's, you're going to hear me. I'm going to hit, I'll be banging that drum throughout this entire conversation because it works. I wrote that down as soon as you said it. I think it's such a beautiful phrase, leveraging generosity. And one of the reasons why I'm so excited to have you on the show is that in 398 episodes, I've seen that the military and the veteran community oftentimes have a pretty strong aversion to sales and things that come across as sales. And I think that one of your expertises is not only for many people taking that off their plate or a good chunk of it off their plate, which is great. But also I think that you've got a really interesting perspective on how to approach this in a way that feels more authentic, that feels more genuine, that doesn't feel salesy. And I think that will, will resonate with our audience. So maybe, um, maybe to set the stage for this, if you bumped into, let's say, another Navy veteran on the street and they're like, oh, Josh, what do you do for a living? How would you answer that? Yeah, so I work with primarily B2B service-based businesses, high, usually higher authority, usually higher ticket, and I help them fill their sales schedule with their dream ideal customers. Um, happy to do that free, happy to do that, you know, if it makes sense for us to partner in some way, you know, happy to help on that. But, you know, again, Really what you want to be doing is stop selling and really start serving. And again, I don't mean to make that sound too trite, but here's what it is. And here's why there is that aversion, you know, to, you know, someone that pops into an online community and you know exactly what they're doing. And, and it's, you know, where they're selling their thing and they're pimping their thing. And you could tell, like, it's so transparent. You know what they're up to, you know, or they're constantly just sharing on social media and it's just, selling, selling, selling. And it's just, it comes across as just so desperate, right? It's like being at that networking mixer and here comes robo sales guy. And it's like, you know, it's like you want to wave your hand in front of his face and you're like, are, are you really with me right now? Or do you care about me or do you care about money? You just want my money. And so, you know, when we can relax, um, and I'll t I learned this in the Navy, I was a Navy journalist. And when I was in journalist school, back then it was at Fort Benjamin Harrison in India, outside of uh, downtown Indianapolis. Uh, today, they, the schools moved to D.C. But, you know, I got to hear from Adrian Cronauer. Adrian Cronauer spoke to our class. And um, I'm not sure if he was invited back because he was very outspoken. <laughs> 
And uh, but he said, you know, he really if you're familiar with the story, you know, and, uh, of Good Morning Vietnam, Robin Williams is he's, 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 I don't have the humor uh, of Robin Williams. I'm not that funny, but you better believe that I knew in my gut that when it came down to do I serve my audience authentically and truthfully or do I tow the company line because of, you know, some, you know, in this case, you know, propaganda objectives. Well, he chose to serve his audience. That was his chain of command. And so that's what we want to do. We want to serve our audience as the boss. It's We're not the boss of them. And it's, you know, it's not our job to try to manipulate them. We, we want to find out what their needs are. What do they want? How can we help them? And when you change and you shift and, you you know, you follow the principles of Vader and Cronauer, right, life is different because then your audience trusts you. They, they can relax because they know you're not going to go into this uncomfortable pitch. The reason why we hate sales is because it's usually way too early in the relationship. Like, it's fine to let people know what you do and how you help them and, and so forth. You should inform them. But, you know, again, just relax on that. Just trust that people are pretty darn smart. And if you can, you know, earn that proximity, which leads to familiarity, which leads to know, like, and trust, then that's who we want to do business with. I build a relationship with my na- my neighbor down the road. I said, well, by the way, what do you do? And she goes, well, we own a landscape company. I said, huh. Well, I mean, I don't really like necessarily care about the guys that we're hiring right now. You know, can I hire you guys? And she goes, well, we're a little bit more expensive. I said, I don't care. You're my friend. (laughs) We want to work with our friends. And so your goal should just be go be a buddy, go be a friend, go do good in the world. Uh, obviously, you know, you've worked very hard to develop a certain set of, and that's what you want to lead. And you, you want to go out and just do good with your skills, go out and do nice stuff for people in today's economy. That's what audiences are looking for. And I can dive real deep into consumer behavior because that, again, that's my background in the media. I've had, I've had TV appearances where I stunk it up. And then I've had media or TV appearances where, you know, we've done more business business in one segment than, I, than we did the whole previous month, you know, just because of how I came across. So I've, I've studied this. I've tested this. I want to get your thoughts just kind of I want to narrate a fear that came up for me when you were talking. And the fear was like as you started talking about generosity and all of these things, which I agree with, the fear that came up was like previous instances where I just gave and gave and gave and then never got anything in return. And and the answer that came up to me as I was saying that was like, I realized in those instances, the business I had or the skill I was offering wasn't actually valued in the marketplace. I was getting a lot of feedback that I was ignoring where I was giving and it didn't really lead to business. That wasn't a flaw of the philosophy you're preaching. That was more of my blindness to actually evaluate the product and service I was offering, which didn't have a place in the market. And so I just wanted to name that and just see if any commentary on that. Yes, absolutely. So ultimately, the market will decide, right? I'm not smarter. You're not smarter. Nobody's smarter than the market. Ultimately, the market will let you know whether they need your product or service. If you're selling e-courses, listen, it's going to be tough today because you're competing against what we're doing for free here, Justin. We're giving away value for free. We're teaching for free. You're competing against YouTube. YouTube, for the most part, is free. So, you know, that's what you're competing. So that's the first thing is like, what else is really in the, in the marketplace? We internally do not have a third party clear perception right now while we're chatting. I'm validating an offer. 
I don't know if it's going to work. Um, you know, and, and it's around, you know, the fact that we've gotten close to a hundred big ticket clients over the past 13 months. Too bad it wasn't a year because that would sound so much better, but it's 13 months if I'm being accurate. All right. So I'm willing to teach, you know, very specifically every sales psychology, like every little aspect of that. But, you know, again, a lot of that's kind of delivered, you know, needs to be delivered via video because I just don't have the bandwidth to work with people to teach them individually. I'm happy to teach them for free and stuff, you know, on the, you know, the free level. But at some point, you know, some people might want to engage at a higher level. I'm validating that right now. I have no idea if it's going to work out. I'd love to do this because I'd love to make a bigger impact in people's lives. And quite frankly, I am fearful that if I don't do it, that someone else will do it in a very inappropriate way and cause a lot of harm in the marketplace or cause a lot of people to invest in a bad program that doesn't work and they bastardize generosity, they bastardize platform and authority, right? Because you can use platform and authority in a very negative way and people, yeah, you'll make some sales, but people that don't want to buy are going to think pretty negatively. That's my fear. Like I, I feel like this moral obligation to do what I do. But again, you were kind of talking about, I have no idea. Um, you know, talk to me in a couple of months and I'll let you know how it's going so far. You know, we just emailed my list one time and yeah, we've had some activity so far, but you know, jury's still out, but yeah, you have to go through that. Um, I think Pat Flynn did his book. Will fly is a pretty good book. Um, I, I read that one, you know, he talks a lot about if you have no audience, um, you know, so if you have audience, boy, that's, you know, be very thankful for that. But uh, yeah, yeah, validation is pretty important. And sometimes it's disappointing. I've launched stuff that is when thud. <laughs> so you're not alone. It's a rite of passage. Been there, done that. We And I'd say that anybody who's been in business for any length of time, you've had your successes and you've had your failures. And chances are you've had more failures than you've had successes. But are you willing to stay in the game? Are you willing to keep serving? Uh, because eventually, you know, it's like with Savings Angel, my other company, Savings Angel was my seventh business venture. And that was the one that we turned into a seven-figure-a-year company. But, you know, I had to fail a lot before I got to that point. One thing that I really like about what you're saying is I, I like when you said what, what I heard was this sense of I want to get my message out because someone else is going to get their message out and, and it's likely going to be wrong or, or tainted. And I'll just share on a personal note, you and I connected on Facebook a while back and I just I really enjoyed your posts, even if I'm not always liking or commenting on them. A lot of your viewpoints are very similar to mine, not trying to reinforce a group think, but oftentimes I feel like, man, I feel like I've got a good message and I want to get that message out there because I feel like a lot of advice to entrepreneurs is toxic. It's about workaholism. It's about getting up earlier and earlier and earlier, which I think is, is very detrimental advice. And so maybe broadening this from the standpoint of anyone, whether it's a business or a person, anyone who wants to get their message out, I'm thinking back at the start of our conversation, you said you went on the air before and it flopped and then you went on and it just really crushed. What do people need to know about how to share their message in a way that's going to land, that's not going to fall flat, that's not going to lead to no action? Again, I want to give props to Pat. I was podcasting back, like you mentioned, in uh, so January 2007 uh, is when I or March, February 2007. I started taking my radio segments and just putting them in a in an RSS feed, um, you know, in a podcast. But it really wasn't until I think Pat put you know three videos out on YouTube and he's like, "Listen, here's the mechanics of how to do a podcast." I'm like, "Oh, well, it's a little bit easier today." And so you know, I, again, props to him for you know, and that became the Savings Angel Show, which um, you know I launched. I don't know how many eight 
years ago or so, eight, maybe eight, nine years ago. Um, and that's been a real journey. You know, Justin, in answer to your question, one thing that, you know, Pat was talking about and one thing I'll just echo is that authenticity is usually the best way to go. Even if it's, um, you know, talking about maybe some insecurities, maybe it's like, well, hey, you know, I got some feedback and it turned out that my first idea wasn't necessarily what the market wanted. But what you guys told me is that you actually wanted X. Right. And so in response to that, I'm going to make a little some tweaks to this. Like, I think your audience is almost always going to appreciate that that transparent approach. You know, obviously, there's some limits, you know, to, you know, oversharing and that, and that sort of thing. But I agree. I think that sharing your vulnerability, sharing, you know, insecurities to an extent is usually People appreciate that. The people, people feel like, oh, this isn't some just dog and pony show, but I feel like I'm getting to hear the real Justin. I feel like I'm getting to hear the real Josh. And, uh, it's appealing. It's really appealing, particularly when we let people know that we don't always succeed. Me saying that I have flopped in business is reassuring to someone who's listening to me. <laughs> Right now, because because we've both flopped, we've all flopped. But I want you to let you I want to let you know that I've also succeeded. So you know the key to succeeding is you know flop 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 flop. Oh, you know there's one that hits. Uh, you know when if we're really paying attention um, to how we can show up and and show up in a way that's valuable to people. I'll give you just more open space because I want to hear your advice about how people can sell in a different way. But one thing I'll just lead in with. One of the things that was coming up when you were just saying that about flopping was I thought back to the start. I loved your image of this robot salesperson and and how annoying that is. And the thought that came up as you were speaking was what I think that you're proposing is much more authentic, much more genuine conversations. And then, you know, not being so needy for it to lead to a sale, not being so needy for it to lead to like a business relationship. And that to me means that you need to have a lot more of these interactions. And I'm just kind of curious, you know, I'll just open it up for just generic advice that you'd have for listeners about how to market or sell more effectively. But do you kind of buy, is it more than just about more genuine conversations and just trusting that good will come from that? Is it like more of a volume play of having more and more interactions with people to find the right fit? The short answer is yes, right? Exposure is everything. And I think a lot of times, you know, to truly validate an offer to get sales, right? So let's say that you close one out of six on average when you have a meaningful conversation with someone. So it's kind of like rolling the dice because it's not so much like there are things you can do to absolutely improve your success rate. Absolutely. But by and large, what we're talking about ultimately is a decision of the other person. Does your solution meet the need that they have right now? Do they have a pain point that you can help them resolve? And so if you are got, you've gotten to the point where you're closing one out of six now because your systems are otherwise pretty darn good, then it's just a matter of if I'm going to roll the dice, how often do I roll a four? And sometimes you might roll 10, 12, 15 times in a row and you're just not getting that four and it stinks, right? So if you want to make more sales, you just got to have more rolls of the dice. And so you need to put yourself in a position where, and let's talk about how high ticket sales and high level sales are done. It's done through relationships. You are not going to sell big ticket through automation and webinar or not webinars, but like uh, automated sales funnels. You're just not. 
It doesn't work. And any guru who is telling you that it does is lying to you. They're just trying to sell you their thing, right? Now, when I talk big ticket sales, I'm talking like four or $5,000 on up, right? You can sell $99 programs and so forth. You could sell that stuff pretty easily at, you know, using autom- you know, more automated systems. So you got to spend, you have to 10x the number of meaningful conversations that you have with qualified people, right? So how can you do that? And that's really the system that we've designed that I go into great depth and I teach for free on our website on how to do that. But, you know, again, what I've figured out is that authority will get you some way there. Generosity is absolutely the key. What can you give away that other people are charging money for? And the goal of what you give away, your generosity is should lead to a lot of proximity. Because again, proximity is if just I can get someone who's qualified, has ability, desire to pay, and they can spend 30 minutes consuming my content or 60 minutes, you know, maybe even 30 minutes together with me on a call. If I can help them, they are probably going to do business with me if they, you know, can work out the budget and all that other stuff. Okay. But I would say, you know, on average, probably about, eight out of 10 are not. And so I have to be okay with that, that that if I talk with 10 people on average, eight are probably going to say, well, it sounds good, but I really can't pull, you know, move the trigger on this. I really can't move on this. It's not really good timing. I'm not really the key decision maker. I don't really have the budget right now. Like all the objections that are out there, right? I don't want you spending a lot of time with people that are not qualified because that's really frustrating. You don't want to be talking with a lot of tire kickers. So again, if you're getting nothing but tire kickers, that means that your initial request or your offer was not valuable enough. So if what you give away is so valuable that everybody will show up, I'll do that. Then you have to start setting filters on that, right? So you can say, listen, I'm going to give this away, but you got to be da, 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 da. If you're not, you know, at that level, like for us, you know, our kind of our entryways, you need to be doing six figures in business. And that sounds pretty audacious of me. But if you look at what we give away, you understand, okay, I understand why you can't give that away to everybody. Uh, you know, in our case, we're leveraging podcasts to spend proximity together. Now, in conjunction with the podcast, you know, guest appearance to our audience of over 120,000 people, which is incredibly valuable, we also just give away a lot of other content. Just, listen, you're going to be in front of my audience. I want to make sure you knock it out of the park. And so I'm giving them more and more and more and more value. So that by the time they show up with me, we've already built up enough familiarity bias. So they're already a four, five, or six on a scale from one to 10. So it's the same principle that let's say you're the store or something like that, or you're walking around downtown, all of a sudden you see a celebrity and it's, oh my gosh, I really want to take a picture with this. I really love, you know, the work that she or he does or whatever, right? And so you know them, but they don't really know you. So that's what they're, where we have kind of that imbalance of familiarity, but because they produce content and you like their content, you know them more than they know you. Now, if you are the celebrity and you have something that possibly might be uh, an offer or a product or service or something like that, because they already know you and try to have that trust built into it, man, those are great relationships. Those are great phone calls or Zoom calls to walk into where your guest already knows all your stuff. They're already warmed up. They already trust you. Those are great sales conversations to have. And that's kind of the goal. So you, you want to develop systems and processes in order to create that. 
And you said at the start, and I will echo this, you are the king of systems and processes for sales. I'm only imagining the number of iterations you've gone through to really smooth out all of the, the rough edges because you've got this, this machine of a process. And I just want to underscore what you're saying. Like it's a really elegant solution you've said, which is like, okay, let's set up a podcast for our clients. Let's set the criteria for the people they want to interview. Let's fill that funnel. So now it's all qualified people. You're having quality interaction like you and I are having. And then I love those numbers too. Like, hey, maybe two out of 10 of those go on to be something more meaningful, but just knowing up front. And that's, I think for listeners, that applies to job applications, that applies to dating, that applies to sales, it applies to everything. It's just, you know, some subset will, will actually continue. Do you have any advice? I can imagine as you're filling this funnel, you've got so many people you're in front of. How do you, you know, nurture the people where it's not good timing now? How do you stay top of mind without being annoying if they're not ready today, but maybe a year from now they are? Yeah, that's such a great question because I think this is where a lot of people really drop the ball is that they look at it through this you know, again, there's a bad culture in a lot of online marketing communities where it's just kind of like, yes or no? Yes or no? No? Okay, next, right? And that's treating people like numbers. And I think that's just so incredibly short-sighted. So it's like when you begin a new relationship with somebody, how do you want to continue to show up in that relationship? Do you want a long-term lifetime relationship with someone who is a center of influence or do you just want their money? Because if you just want their money, then you're much more likely to be like, okay, no, you're not buying. All right, whatever, next, right? If you see that that relationship might actually be way more valuable than that initial transaction that you were hoping for, and you invest into that relationship, you know, one client we have in particular, his name is Mike, and he sells a $10,000 a month consulting package. He sold three of them so far. But he said, honestly, Josh, the 50 some other people that I've talked with, so as you could see, you know, 53 people, approximately three conversions, that's a small conversion rate, but he's selling a pretty big ticket thing. He said, but here's the thing that, you know, the 50 some other people I've talked with cumulatively, the value from those new relationships, way more valuable than the conversions. It's leading to speaking invites, leading to other introductions, it's leading to, you got an invite to speak in front of 80 CEOs, you know, virtually. So that's the kind of stuff that sets me up for life. And so think of this big picture, Justin. Let's say that you're a local realtor and, you know, you thrive on word of mouth and referrals, right? And so if you are in a position where you've got 500 centers of influence, and again, we're all influencers uh, to some degree or another. But let's say you have 500 people that when asked, hey, do you know a local realtor that does a good job? Oh, yes, I do. You got to go talk to Kelly. She's amazing, right? If you have 500 people that are your evangelists like that, it's game, set, match. You're set for life. And that's the goal is you want 500 or 1,000 people to think of you when it comes to X. Make it really, really easy for them to know who you are and what your expertise is. Keep investing into that relationship. Go engage with them on social media. Go celebrate them. Promote them. Talk about their book. You know, talk about their stuff. Just give, 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 give into that bank. I've got um, another analogy I really like. I've got this guy. Um, his name is Mike. You know, he's an older guy. He's a Navy veteran, fellow Navy veteran as well. And I don't know why, but Mike found me. And Mike, you know, started DMing me, you know, this nice, positive stuff. I'm like, well, cool. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. You know, <laughs> you know, but I'm like, I, why does this guy keep, you know, DMing me all this positive, you know, checking in on me and stuff like that. And, 
you know, again, I was like, I don't know, you know, I'm not sure what he's doing. I mean, it's cool. You know, thanks. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. You know, but he kept at it. And he's like, hey, brother, just checking in on you. Just want to make sure you have a great day. You know, call on me if, you know, and he was persistent about his desire, uh, his love, essentially. Right. And I, I've asked him about that. I'm like, I, you know, do, tell me about that. He goes, you know, for me, you know, and he's retired and, you know, he's like, you know, I, I love, you know, I love my military service, you know, but for me, I just make it a point. I decided early on that I was going to adopt 10 shipmates and I was going to check in on them. I was just going to, I was going to check in on them on a regular basis and let them know that they're loved. And that, that is who I want to be in life. I want to invest into those relationships in that kind of a way. Now, um, Justin, to your point, yeah, you know, if you're not retired like Mike, and, you know, obviously we're also kind of talking about the numbers thing, um, you do. You have to have really good processes in order to be able to facilitate and engage with that many people. So that's where you want to come up with ideas and ways that you can keep doing nice things for people, mostly on social media. Maybe it's via email. Uh, maybe you're doing e-intros. Maybe you're leaving reviews for people. You know, maybe you're like, hey, what are you working on? Is there anything I can promote for you? You know, it's that sort of stuff. Now, some of those things you might have to do manually, but a lot of those things, you know, you can write the language and then you can give it to someone on your team and just say, hey, do me a favor. Send a personal message to this group of 40 people, right, and extend this offer, right? And you just keep on showing up for it. And it's, uh, you keep suggesting ideas on things that you might be able to do for things that are low cost, things that don't require a whole lot of, you know, it's valuable to them, um, but you know, maybe to you, it might just take you a couple minutes. Tell you, leaving reviews, that's an easy one. People almost always appreciate that. Commenting on their stuff, you know, expressing appreciation for their contribution. That does, uh, I'll be frank, that can get really complicated if you want to do that part of it well. And quite honestly, that's where a lot of our clients, you know, engage us. So we help them set up a lot of those systems so that they can, we can create virtual, just a virtual Josh in a way that's very honoring. Because again, you don't want to come across like a robot to your people. Um, it has to be authentic and personal to them. But you got to have systems of back end processes in order to be able to facilitate that and possibly like, you know, VAs and team members and stuff to help you out with that. I just I love and respect the amount of love that's driving you and driving this. It is it is a system of generosity, of connection, of adding value. But I love the smart aspect of it is like. I mean, 2000 media appearances is just probably an understatement for you. You have so many connections. You cannot physically do that without some sort of system, without some sort of team. And I think that you might be the best example that I can think of, of someone who is bringing heart, that is bringing authenticity, that is bringing their full selves to a, a relationship and conversation, but also bringing the systems, the smarts, the, the team to actually sustain that. And I think that's a great hybrid that I don't see a lot of. I see either all automation and no heart or all heart and no scale. And you're really demonstrating how people can do both of those without sacrificing one or the other. 
Yeah, I like the way you put that. that that's a great way. You know, obviously, a lot of this is going to stem from your CRM. Um, so, you know, listen, there's some great CRMs out there that you can use, but that's not the secret. Any CRM will work, but you got to use it. Um, I think Pipedrive is pretty good for, you know, beginning stage, you know, CRM. Um, we use Go High Level now. It has a lot of more stuff kind of built into it. Again, Use it very thoughtfully and resist the urge, you know, to make people feel automated. So it's kind of like going to see a Broadway musical, right? To the audience's perspective, it's perfect. It's amazing. Like, it's flawless. Backstage, organized chaos. I get to to be able to put on what needs to happen on the stage. I mean, it takes a small army in order to do that. And there's just people running around. Like there's so much that the audience doesn't see. And that's kind of what you want to be able to have to be able to manage. Listen, I chat with 10 to 20, six, seven, eight, and a few nine figure business owners every week, every week. They're all six figure and above business leaders because of the systems that that we've built up to manage that many relationships. You got to have your stuff dialed in. That's awesome. I know that we're short on time, but I did want to make sure that I asked about Savings Angel and just what you'd like for listeners to know about that organization, the journey there, but just wanted to make sure I shone a spotlight on that. Oh, Bob, you know, that was, listen, that's the company I launched, uh, you know, the beginning of January 10th, 2007. Listen, we've helped millions and millions and millions of people cut their grocery bill in half. I'll be frank, I don't spend a lot of my personal time there, but we've built up, you know, over a decade, more than a decade, amazing content. So if you like getting a deal, a hookup or upgrade on things in life, spend some time and search any topic and I will teach you how to hack that system, save money. But I, I still do plenty of media on on that and uh, but it was really interesting. I mean, Savings Angel and my experience with that. And listen, be okay with this, right? Is sometimes we have life experiences or experience in business, and then a new opportunity comes along. And this has happened to me several times. Savings Angel wouldn't exist if I wasn't having some financial instability in my own life. I needed to create a solution that would help me cut my grocery bill in half. That's what became Savings Angel. While I was doing Savings Angel, the market loved coupons and then they didn't really care for coupons. So meanwhile, I've been doing some consulting on the side because I got really good at getting in the media. So I didn't, I'm like, okay, sure, I'll, I'll teach you how to do that. And people are willing to pay me for that. Um, you know, and that became up my influence. But while as an agency, you know, essentially up my influence, uh, we got really, really good at sales. And so we had clients who were like, look, the media is all well and good and stuff, but come on, Josh, hook me up. I know what you guys are doing on the sales side. Hell, I want sales. I, you know, the media is all good. And so it was like, well, okay. You know, again, the market's asking for it. So um, then we were willing to um, teach them how to get sales. And so today that's about all we do now is, is why I help you know, it's, so I, I share that there's that constant evolution and, and don't be afraid. It's like, you know, last year, for example, you know, with COVID and everything, you know, you looked at the number of businesses that adjusted in some way and it was a vast majority, about 80% of companies made some sort of a change in their business to adapt to new needs, new challenges, new constraints or, you know, new for, forces in the, in the economy or in, you know, in the market. And that's good. I think every entrepreneur should do that. You should be adaptable and willing to show up and say, you know what, here's the situation. I, yeah, I can help with that. 
and then let it be known. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I have two more questions. One of them is is just, you know, we'll have show notes at beyondtheuniform.org. We'll have links to uh, your website, which is upmyinfluence.com. Any other advice on how people can get a hold of you or follow the the work that you're doing and all of this knowledge you're giving away for free? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, number one, if you are doing uh, six figures or more in business, like, I, I listen, I've got a really great audience. My audience tends to be, you know, second stage business owners. That usually most of my people are pretty successful. I do a daily podcast and that's the thoughtful entrepreneur. I am always looking for amazing guests uh, to promote. And I would love to celebrate you for your success. If you're not quite there, at upmyinfluence.com. First off, go listen to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur and just keep listening to episodes and eventually you'll get there just by learning from all these folks. Also, if you're not quite there, I have a free 30, like if you like some of these concepts I'm talking about, I'm like, oh, okay. And you want to learn a little bit more like the details and the, you know, the tactics and strategies, the tools, the, you know, the, you know, that sort of thing. Um, listen, I just teach it for free. I don't even ask for opt-ins. Like I don't do any of that stuff. Like, listen, if you like me and you want to come work with me, you'll figure it out. I try Treat my audience like adults. I don't say, yeah, I'll give you this 30-minute video, but you got to give me your email first. I, I'm just, I, I show trust in audiences, and you'll see that. So you can, you can find all of that on my website, www.upmyinfluence.com, upmyinfluence.com, and you'll see exactly where right now we're validating a, a program, you know, to teach you high-ticket sales and you get to work with me personally on small group. And of course, uh, you know, I've got all the resources and stuff like you could go check that out. And certainly, even if that's not for you, you don't have the budget for something like that, I'll teach you for free. And I've got videos that'll break down everything. Awesome. And I'll have links to all of those resources in the show notes. So last question is just always open-ended. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you want to make sure listeners know before we wrap up? Well, yeah. So listen, just a compliment to the person who's been with us for this length of time. Um, you're, I, I, I just want to assure you, you are absolutely on the right track. There are many ways that you can learn in life. Learning from people, like you had mentioned it earlier, uh, Justin, about the number of mistakes I've made. I've made the mistakes so that you don't have to. You're welcome. <laughs> and so, um, you know, when, when offer, uh, to give you further free resources and I don't even need your email address in exchange, then go do that stuff. Someone, you know, keep subscribing to Justin, Justin, your podcast and learn from other successful business leaders. That absolutely, what you're doing is that, you know, kind of law of association, right? You are the combined average of people you hang around with most. So if you're listening to successful business leaders, guess what? It's just going to rub off on you. And that's the idea is, uh, uh, is you want to learn from people that have been out in the trenches um, that they have also learned from their mentors and we keep distilling it down. Be wary of gurus. Uh, as you can tell, I've been, <laughs> I've been sometimes non-complimentary uh, of certain gurus out there, but listen, if you, if you just listen to your heart, not your desperation, um, you, you can suss them out pretty easily and uh, pay attention to those that seem to uh, uh, be doing a good job of kind of leading with their heart. Well, thank you so much, Josh. And, and for listeners, again, that's at upmyinfluence.com. Josh Elledge, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks so much, Justin. Appreciate you. Surface, surface, surface. Beyond. 
Beyond the Uniform is written and produced by me, Justin Asiri, with the help from our Chief of Staff, Steve Bain, our Editor, Lex Brown, and our Head of Social Media, Janelle Hanf. We are an all-volunteer organization and would greatly appreciate your help in any of the following ways. First of all, spread the word. Beyond the Uniform has over 380 podcast episodes and 15 on-demand webinars, all offered for free. Help us spread the word on social media, at military bases, or whatever gets this resource in front of the men and women who need it. Positive reviews on iTunes go a long way towards this as well. Second of all, sponsorship. Beyond the Uniform relies on sponsorship to keep us going. There is so much more we'd like to do, but just don't have nearly the resources to do it. If you know of a company that would advertise in any way with Beyond the Uniform, please send them our way. Third of all, donations. If you're in a financial position to donate, you can find more information on the support section of our website. At our website, beyondtheuniform.org, you'll find over 380 episodes categorized by industry, functional role, and more. You'll also find both free and for-purchase resources that take a deeper dive on topics related to career growth. Thank you for your support as we aim to help members of the military and their families thrive in their post-military career in life.